All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories to the assembled devotees. All glories, all glories to Sri Guru and Sri Gauranga. Glories to Srila Prabhupada. Dr. Das, can you turn off the heater? So today we will speak on the uh, significance of Dipavali. Is this Dr. Das? Yes, sir. Here, here, the heater. Turn off the heater. It is, it is. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> okay, excuse me for that brief interruption. Um, so, uh, in Srila uh, Prabhupada's purport to Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, Canto 10, Chapter 9, verses 1 and 2, he writes, quote, Srila Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur, quoting from the Vaishnav Toshini of Srila Sanatan Goswami, says that the incident of Krishna's breaking the pot of yogurt and being bound by Mother Yashoda took place on the Deepavali day, or Deepa Malika. Even today in India, this festival is generally celebrated very gorgeously in the month of Kartik by fireworks and lights, especially in Bombay. And now I will read a short excerpt from my forthcoming book about Srila Prabhupada, a Jew called I'll Build You a Temple, the Jew story. And this is a, uh, a, um, a, a, a remembrance of Diwali in Juhu. One year, actually 1974, when Srila Prabhupada was there. Srila Prabhupada was like a grandfather to the children of Juhu, affectionate and tolerant. A couple of days after he completed his uh, translation of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, which we celebrated, uh, just two days ago. On Diwali, there were fireworks, both literal and figurative, at Hare Krishna land. As Smriti, baby warrior, recalled, quote, on Diwali evening, Mother Kanta was in the woman's ashram above our flat and we were outside setting off fireworks. 
It was around nine, and I guess she wanted to rest, but we weren't finished playing. So she started throwing buckets of water down on us. My brothers and I marched up to Srila Prabhupada's room. Prabhupada's servant, Chaitya Guru, caught us and said, you cannot go in there, he's resting. We must have made a lot of noise because Prabhupada called, let them in. My brothers went in and pleaded that we wanted to do fireworks, but Prabhupada said, no, it's too noisy. So my brothers gave up and walked out. But I, the youngest, stood there and said, but it's Diwali, we've got to break some firecrackers. Then Prabhupada said, all right, until 10 o'clock. But after that, no more. So we got permission and broke firecrackers. And the next morning, Mother Kanta came with a plate of Mahaprasad and apologized for throwing water on us. And then, um, Smriti adds, being so close to Srila Prabhupada at Hare Krishna land, we got to associate with him in a different light. So now we will uh, read today's verse uh, from Srimad Bhagavatam. Canto 1, Chapter 8, Text 31. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Gopiadate Twai Kritakasidamatavad Yate Dasasru Kalilanjana Sambramaksham Vaktram Niniya Baya Bhavanaya Stitasya Samam Vimohayati Bir Apiyad Bibeti Gopiada Detwai Kritaga Siddhamatavad Yate Dashastru Kalilanjana Sambramaksham Vaktram Niniya Bhaya Bhavanaya Stitasya 
Samam vimohayati bir akiyad bibekti. Gopi, the coward lady of Shoda, Adade took up Twai on your Kritagasi, creating disturbances by breaking the butter pot. Dhamma, rope, Tavat, at that time, Ya, that which, Te, your, Dasha, situation, Ashu Kalila, over flooded with tears, Anjana, ointment, Sambrama, perturbed, Aksham, eyes, Vaktram, face, Niniya, downwards, Baya Bhavanaya, by thoughts of fear, Stitasya, of the situation, Sa, that, Mam, me, Vimohayati, bewilders, Bi api, even fear personified, Yat, whom, Bibeti, is afraid. Translation. My dear Krishna, Yashoda took up a rope to bind you when you committed an offense. And your perturbed eyes over flooded with tears, which washed the mascara from your eyes. And you were afraid, although fear personified is afraid of you. This sight is bewildering to me. Report by Shiva Prabhupada. Here is another explanation of the bewilderment created by the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Uh, because in the previous verses, Queen Kunti was also citing other pastimes of the Lord that were uh, bewildering to her. Purport. Here is another explanation of the bewilderment created by the pastimes of the Lord. The Supreme Lord is the Supreme in all circumstances, as already explained. Here is a specific example of the Lord's being the Supreme and at the same time a plaything in the presence of his pure devotee. The Lord's pure devotee renders service unto the Lord out of unalloyed love only. And while discharging such devotional service, the pure devotee forgets the position of the Supreme Lord. The Supreme Lord also accepts the loving service of his devotees 
more relishably when the service is rendered spontaneously out of pure affection without anything of reverential admiration. Generally, the Lord is worshiped by the devotees in a reverential attitude. But the Lord is meticulously pleased when the devotee, out of pure affection and love, considers the Lord to be less important than himself. As Srila Prabhupada says, you know, everyone worships the Lord with awe and reverence and veneration. Who will chastise the Lord? But sometimes the Lord wants to be chastised. <laughs> but who can chastise the Lord? So only a, a pure devotee uh, in Vrindavan. Uh, because in Vrindavan, Krishna's pastimes are Nardalila, human-like pastimes. And by the influence of Yoga Maya, the devotees uh, forget that Krishna is God. And Krishna also forgets that he's God by the influence of yoga maya. There are two types of maya, maha maya, which uh, deludes the fallen conditioned souls and makes them forget Krishna. And yoga maya, which partially reveals and partially conceals the Lord. Uh, under the influence of Yoga Maya, the Lord is revealed as the all attractive, supreme, lovable person, but not as God Almighty. So in Vrindavan, under the influence of Yoga Maya, uh, the devotees uh, forget that Krishna is God. And under the influence of Yoga Maya, Krishna also forgets that he's God. So when Mother Yashoda holds the stick and Krishna is afraid and uh, his his eyes become over flooded with tears, uh, which wash the mascara from his eyes. He's not pretending. Because by Yoga Maya's influence, he's, he is not thinking that he's God, but he is, he's thinking that he's the son of Mother Yashoda and my mother is angry with me, and I'm in trouble. So. 
Generally, the Lord is worshipped by the devotees in a reverential attitude. But the Lord is meticulously pleased when the devotee, out of pure affection and love, considers the Lord to be less important than himself. The Lord's pastimes in the original abode of Goloka Vrindavan are exchanged in that spirit. The friends of Krishna consider him one of them. They do not consider him to be of reverential importance. The parents of the Lord, who are all pure devotees, consider him a child only. The Lord accepts the chastisements of the parents more cheerfully than the prayers of the Vedic hymns. Similarly, he accepts the reproaches of his fiancés more palatably than the Vedic hymns. Now this particular section of, of uh, the purport uh, parallels a, uh, a, a section in Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, in which uh, Krishna explains uh, the, uh, his, his mood and his descent. Um, so this, uh, I'll read those verses from Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi Lila Chapter 4, text 17. I have it here. Aishwarya Ganete Sava Jagat Mishrita Aishwarya Stila Preme Nahi Mora Prita. Lord Krishna thought, All the universe is filled with the conception of my majesty. But love, weakened by that sense of majesty, does not satisfy me. Amare ishwara mane apana kehina tara preme vasha aminahat i adina. If one regards me as the Supreme Lord and himself as a subordinate, I do not become subservient to his love, nor can it control me. In whatever transcendental mellow my devotee worships me, I reciprocate with him. That is my natural behavior. Purport by Srila Prabhupada. By his inherent nature, the Lord, by his inherent nature, reveals himself before his devotees according to their inherent 
devotional service. The Vrindavan pastimes demonstrated that although generally people worship God with reverence, the Lord is more pleased when a devotee thinks of him as his pet son, personal friend, our most dear fiance, and renders service unto him with such natural affection. The, so the Lord becomes a subordinate object of love in such transcendental relationships. Such pure love of Godhead is unadulterated by any tinge of superfluous non-devotional desires and is not mixed with any sort of fruitive action or empiric philosophical speculation. It is pure and natural love of Godhead, spontaneously aroused in the absolute stage. This devotional service is executed in a favorable atmosphere, freed from material affection. So um, we, we have to be careful here to uh, understand our positions in devotional service and to progress step by step. There is a, a, a class of people, uh, devotees or so-called devotees, called sahajiyas, uh, who take things very cheaply. And um, jumping over the sense of subordination to the Lord and servitorship to the Lord, they imagine that they have some intimate relationship with the Lord as the devotees in Vrindavan have. Um, so for us who are conditioned by the idea that we're the Supreme or the desire to be the Supreme, uh, it's, it's essential that we realize our, you know, subordination and uh, uh, servitorship to the Lord. As Lord Chaitanya says, Jive Swarabhai Krishna Nikidas, the constitutional position of the living entity is to be the serv eternal servant of Krishna. Um, so we have to realize that. And not even directly the servant, but Gopi Bhartu Padakamalayor Dasa Dasa Anidasa, the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant of Krishna, the maintainer of the damsels of Vrindavan. Um, traveling with Srila Prabhupada in India, uh, I met a, a, a couple 
who uh, you could say were sahajias. I mean, I don't want to be too harsh on them. I mean, they hosted Srila Prabhupada and us in their home in Madras. And in a way, they were very nice and hospitable. And he had a deity of Krishna. And he, he dressed the deity in black, he's always in black. So, you know, we asked him, why, why do you dress the deity in black all the time? He said, because otherwise the deity's effulgence is too blinding for us. So, uh, one day, he and his wife came uh, into Srila Prabhupada's room and uh, and the husband said, uh, Swamiji, I request you, please recite Rasalila. And Srila Prabhupada replied that, um, you know, Rasalila is meant for uh, liberated souls. It's not meant for conditioned souls who have material attachments. Well, the man was insistent. He said, Swamiji, please, I request you. Please recite Rasalila. And, you know, Prabhupada said, you know, Rasalila is not meant for people who have material attachments. And they sort of glanced at the man's wife to whom he was attached and then the pictures of the of of their son uh, on the wall, um, you know, it's quite clear that he had material attachments. But the man was really insistent, and again he repeated, "Swamiji, I request you, please recite Rasadila." My wife and I want to hear you recite Rasalila. And finally, Srila Prabhupada said, well, you may be qualified to hear Rasalila, but I'm not qualified to speak it. So please excuse me. <laughs> um, so, um, so yeah, for us, it's very important to, to have that on reverence uh, for Krishna. Um, um, my God, Brother Burijan Prabhu explains uh, the psychology of the uh, conditioned souls very nicely, although we wouldn't actually articulate it, but uh, it's as if, Burijan Prabhu says, it's as if everyone is walking around and uh, would like to say, <clears throat> excuse me, please. I have a very important announcement to make. I am the center of the universe and everyone should do exactly as I want. 
to please me. So <laughs> you can imagine the situation with everyone walking around with that mentality, which is pretty much what the mentality is. Uh, and he, he also said that most people envision their lives as, as, as a drama or a movie in which they are the hero or heroine. And they think everyone else is the supporting cast <laughs> who are supposed to, you know, facilitate their heroic exploits. So again, you can imagine how much conflict can arise from that mentality. Because, you know, I'm thinking, I'm the hero of this movie and you're meant to support me. And you're thinking, well, no, wait a minute. I'm the hero of the movie and you're meant to support me. So everyone is thinking they're the heroes or heroines and that everyone else is meant to support them. But when we realize that Krishna is the hero, <laughs> Radharani is the heroine, or Mother Yashoda is the heroine, then, uh, and we're meant to support them and their pleasure, then we become satisfied and our relationships with one another become harmonious. So now back to this uh, wonderful purport. The Lord accepts the chastisements of his parents more cheerfully than the prayers of the Vedic hymns. Similarly, he accepts the reproaches of his fiancés more palatably than the Vedic hymns. Um, I think there is a little bit more to that section of Chaitanya Charitamrita that I wanted to, to read. So we had just read that Krishna says, in whatever transcendental mellow my devotee worships me, I reciprocate with him. That is my natural behavior. And then he quotes, Yeyatam mam prapadyante tam sutaiva pajamyam. Mama vart manu vartante manushya parthasarvashaha. In whatever way, my devotee surrender unto me, I, record, I reward them accordingly. Everyone follows my path in all respects. And then Krishna says, if one, I, yeah, I'll skip the Bengali for the sake of time. If one cherishes pure loving devotion to me, thinking of me as his son, his friend, or his beloved, regarding himself as great and considering me as equal or inferior, I become subordinate to him. Mother sometimes binds me as her son. She nourishes and protects me thinking me utterly helpless. 
my friends climb on my shoulders in pure friendship, saying, what kind of big man are you? You and I are equal. If my beloved consort reproaches me in a sulky mood, that steals my mind from the reverent hymns of the Vedas. And, and Krishna says, taking these pure devotees with me, I shall descend and sport in various wonderful ways, unknown even in Vaikuntha. I shall broadcast such pastimes by which even I am amazed. So you can see how, uh, how closely this purport is following that section of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, although Srila Prabhupada doesn't mention it explicitly. The Lord accepts the chastisements of the parents more cheerfully than the prayers of the Vedic hymns. Similarly, he accepts the reproaches of his fiancés more palatably and the Vedic hymns. When Lord Krishna was present in this material world to manifest his eternal pastimes of the transcendental realm of Goloka Vrindavan as an attraction for the people in general, he displayed a unique picture of subordination before his foster mother, Yashoda. The Lord and his naturally childish, playful activities used to spoil the stopped butter of Mother Yashoda by breaking the pots and distributing the contents to his friends and playmates, including, including the celebrated monkeys of Vrindavan. who took advantage of the Lord's munificence. Mother Yashoda saw this, and out of her pure love, she wanted to make a show of punishment for her transcendental child. She took a rope and threatened the Lord that she would tie him up as it is generally done in the ordinary household. <clears throat> so Srila Prabhupada says, as is generally done in the ordinary household. And uh, once when Srila Prabhupada was speaking on this verse, he mentioned that in India, they do that. That if the child is too naughty, they, they tie him up. Uh, but, you know, maybe partly as a punishment, but also just to keep the child from uh, further mischief. Seeing the rope in the hands of Mother Yashoda, the Lord bowed down his head and began to weep just like a child and tears rolled down his cheeks, washing off the black ointment smeared around his beautiful eyes. This picture of the Lord is adored 
by Kunti Devi because she is conscious of the Lord's supreme position. He is feared often by fear personified, yet he is afraid of his mother who wanted to punish him just in an ordinary manner. Kunti was conscious of the exalted position of Krishna, whereas Yashoda was not. Therefore, Yashoda's position was more exalted than Kunti's. Mother Yashoda got the Lord as her child, and the Lord made her forget altogether that her child was the Lord himself. If Mother Yashoda had been conscious of the exalted position of the Lord, she would certainly have hesitated to punish the Lord. But she was made to forget this situation because the Lord wanted to make a complete gesture of childishness before the affectionate Yashoda. This exchange of love between the mother and the son was performed in a natural way. And Kunti, remembering the scene, was bewildered. And she could do nothing but praise the transcendental filial love. Indirectly, Mother Yashoda is praised for her unique position of love for she could control even the all-powerful Lord as her beloved child. So this uh, extraordinary position of Mother Yashoda is praised uh, not only here by uh, Queen Kunti, but also by Shukadeva Goswami in uh, Srimad Bhagavatam. He's, he's, he says, this is Srimad Bhagavatam 10.9.20. Nemam virincho nababo nashir apyangasam shraya prasadam lebire gopi tat yat Translation, neither Lord Brahma, nor Lord Shiva, nor even the goddess of fortune, who is always the better half of the Supreme Lord, can obtain from the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the deliverer from this material world, such mercy as received by Mother Yashoda report by Srila Prabhupada. This is a comparative study between Mother Yashoda and other devotees of the Lord. As stated in Chaitanya Charitamrita Adi 5.142, Ekale Ishwara Krishna Arda Sabhritya. The only Supreme Master is Krishna 
and all others are his servants. Krishna has the transcendental quality of Britya Vashyata, becoming subordinate to his Britya or servant. That phrase, uh, Britya Vashyata, comes in the section of Srimad Bhagavatam. Now, although everyone is Britya, and although Krishna has the quality of becoming subordinate to his Britya, the position of Mother Yashoda is the greatest. Lord Brahma is Britya, a servant of Krishna, and he is Adikavi, the original creator of the universe. Tene Brahma Hridaya Adikavaye, Bhagavatam 111. Nonetheless, even he could not obtain such mercy as Mother Yashoda. As for Lord Shiva, he is the topmost Vaishnava, Vaishnava Namyata Shambhu. What to speak of Lord Brahma and Lord Shiva, the goddess of fortune, Lakshmi, is the Lord's constant companion and service, since she is always associated with his body. But even she could not get such mercy. Therefore, Maharaj Parikshit was surprised, thinking, what did Mother Yashoda and Nanda Maharaj do in their previous verse, in their previous lives, by which they got such a great opportunity? the opportunity to be the affectionate father and mother of Krishna. In, verse, in this verse, there are three negative pronouncements. Na, na, na. When anything is uttered three times, do it, do it, do it. Chant, chant, chant. One should understand that this is meant to indicate great stress on a fact. In this verse, we find nalebire, nalebire, nalebire. Yet Mother Yashoda is in the supermost exalted position. And thus Krishna has become completely subordinate to her. So, <laughs> on this occasion, we appreciate uh, the wonderful relationship between Mother Yashoda and Damodar Krishna. And uh, yes, we can pray to her to bless us with a fraction of her uh, devotional love for Krishna. Um, yeah, because she's the greatest devotee in one sense. And um, very kind, <laughs> soft-hearted, affectionate. Uh, I mean, who else but someone with the most extraordinary qualities could become the mother of Krishna? As Srila Prabhupada says, the, the impersonalists, the Mayavadis, 
want to become one with God, but the, the pure devotees such as Mother Yashoda can become greater than God in the sense that God becomes uh, subordinate uh, to her in, in their loving relationship. So these are wonderful um, transcendental phenomenon. Uh, uh, Krishna, yes, in, in the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna says that he, he displays his pastimes uh, to inspire his devotees uh, to uh, be, become devoted to him and to, uh, to want to serve him um, as, as his pure devotees do in, in Goloka Vrindavan. So, yeah, I mean, we, we, we can, we are meant to have a loving relationship with Krishna, like his devotees in Goloka Vrindavan have. Uh, I mean, we cannot become Mother Yashoda, that would be Mayavad. But we can have affection for the Lord, like, like Mother Yashoda, or Nanda Maharaj, or Krishna's cowherd boyfriends, or girlfriends. And, um, and that will make Krishna happy, and that will make us happy. And of course, the, uh, well, Rupa Goswami mentions five processes of devotional service that are especially potent. Uh, Nama Kirtana, uh, well, Sadhu Sangha, Nama Kirtana, Bhagavat Shravana, Muthura Vasa, and uh, Shimurti Sharanvita Sevita. So Sadhu Sangha uh, has a very specific definition given by Rupa Goswami. Sojati Ashaye Snigde Sadhu Sangha Svatovare. So Svajatiya, uh, well, the way Srila Prabhupada translated is one who has a similar affection for the Lord. And in our case, it would be especially important for the sadhu to have a uh, similar appreciation for Srila Prabhupada. So Svajati Ashaye Snigde. So in one reading that Svajati they have similar affection for the Lord. But another way that Snigda can be um, read in the verse is that the sadhu should be affectionate to us. Svajati Ashaye Snigde, Sadhu Sangha Svatovare. And Svatovare means he should be more advanced than we are. So that's... Uh, that's the definition of Sadhu Sangha. So Sadhu Sangha, Nama Kirtana, chanting the holy name. Bhagavat Shravana, 
hearing Bhagavad Gita and Srimad Bhagavatam. Mathura Vasa, uh, residing in Mathura or Vrindavan. And Srila Prabhupada has also said that our temples are like uh, Vrindavan. Once when um, His Holiness uh, Gorgovinda Swami was visiting Mauritius, uh, you know, I was mentioning these five uh, most important, most potent uh, processes of devotional service. And uh, when I came to Mathura Vas, he looked at me straight in the eyes and he said, Kamsa also lived in Mathura. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, so we want, we, we, <laughs> we want to live Mathura Vas, yes, we want to live in Mathura Vrindavan or uh, Navadweep Mayapur, uh, but uh, obviously not in the consciousness of Kamsa, but in the consciousness of Yashoda and other wonderful devotees. Um, yeah, and then uh, worshiping the deity with faith and veneration. So yeah, Sadhu Sangha, Namakirtana, Bhagavad Shravana, Mutharavasa, and Murtishadanvita Sevana. So these are the five most potent forms. And Rupa Goswami says that even by a slight association with any one of these five processes, one can awaken dormant love for Krishna. But there is a condition because we do engage in these processes uh, all the time, we hope. Um, and the condition is uh, to be offenseless. But even a slight association with any one of these five most potent processes of devotional service can awaken love of God um, if one is offenseless. Um, but even if we're not offenseless, you know, if we continue practicing, we'll become offenseless. So there's there's always hope, good good hope. So thank you all for joining on this auspicious occasion. Um, we are on the eve of uh, Deepavali, although in India it might be, might be Deepavali already. Um, so yes, and now uh, if any of you exalted souls would like to make any uh, offer any comments or ask any questions. I guess you can raise your hand or maybe put something in the chat. <laughs> so are there any questions or comments? Uh, 
Maharaj. Yes. Uh, with you talked about beyond reverence and in the Yoga Maya where that gets forgotten. So in relationship with a spiritual master, there's some formality and some reverence. Can that go too far? Or I know that there can be too much uh, casualness or intimacy, but can there be too much uh, formality and reverence? Should there be some kind of balance? Yes. Well, um, yes. In in relation to the, to the spiritual master, there should always be unreverence. But uh, during Srila Prabhupada's final pastimes in Vrindavan, we are approaching his disappearance day soon. Uh, he did act with us in a way to um, encourage us to go beyond just formal on reverence, uh, but to bring out our, you know, spontaneous love for him. And that was a very instructive aspect of Srila Prabhupada's final pastimes. Um, many of you may know the history that um, near the end when Srila Prabhupada was very ill, he expressed his desire to go to Govardhan. And um, a great controversy arose amongst his disciples. Some especially the ones who were serving him personally, such as Tamal Krishna Goswami, Bhakti Charu Swami, uh, Bhakti Damodar. Well, he was he was into Yasi then, Damodar Prabhu. They they felt strongly that Srila Prabhupada could not physically sustain that journey by bullock cart uh, to Govardhan. And they were um, adamantly opposed to the idea. Whereas other disciples um, led by His Holiness Loganath Swami <laughs> and uh, Hansaduta Prabhu. They felt strongly that it's, it's not our position to question the spiritual master's uh, desires. Our duty is simply to execute his orders and fulfill his desires. So there was uh, quite a controversy 
And in the end, Srila uh, Prabhupada agreed not to go. And then, you know, some days later, Srila Prabhupada um, departed this world. But even after he left, um, the controversy continued. And although personally, I was closer to the devotees who were serving Srila Prabhupada, um, you know, Tamal Krishna Goswami, Bhakti Chura Swami, Sarvadamadar. But philosophically, I couldn't really come to a conclusion which position was uh, correct. So my habit was to uh, chant uh, Japan Srila Prabhupada's quarters, um, obviously when he was not there. And after he left, I, 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 I did go into his quarters to chant. And I, um, I went um, to the air, to the to his, his his bookcase, you could say, to the area where he had his books. And this volume of Srimad Bhagavatam, tenth uh, canto, part two, with with the chapter about entire, you know, uh, chapter nine, Mother Yasoda binds. Lord Krishna, uh, had just come out. So I took the book and uh, I, I opened it up. And I came to this, this uh, very, this very verse. <laughs> um, um, how Krishna comes under the control of his uh, devotees. And I took it that that's what had happened, that Krishna, that Srila Prabhupada had come under the control of his devotees' love for him, who, who didn't want him to, you know, face um, you know, certain physical discomfort uh, on the bullock cart going to Govardhan and likely a death on the way. So when I read that verse, a couple of verses, I thought this is, this is what happened. And I thought this is, this is, you know, part of the Dhammadar Leela, <laughs> uh, part of the month of Kartik to draw out, uh, like that line in the Dhammadar Astakam that, um, to show to th those who are absorbed in thoughts of his, uh, majesty and opulence that he is conquered by his pure loving devotees.
that was how I came to my conclusion about the um, controversy. And um, I think it was correct. The conclusion was correct. Anything else, Sarvamama Prabhu, or anyone else? Oh, Vishaka Priya is raising her hand. Guru Maharaj, you mentioned that in one sense, Mother Yashoda was the greatest devotee. Yeah. But then, yeah. So what is the difference between the ontological difference, I would say, between Srimati Radharani and Yashoda Mai? Well, they're both the greatest. I mean, th this uh, <laughs> this verse from Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, you know, neither Lord Brahma nor Lord Shiva nor even the goddess of fortune, who is always the better half of the Supreme Lord, can obtain from the Supreme Personality of Godhead to deliver from this material world such mercy as received by Mother Yashoda. So, and in the purport, Srila Prabhupada says, Mother Yashoda is in the supermost exalted position. And thus Krishna has become completely subordinate to her. So, I mean, you know, it, it, probably from an objective analytical perspective, we, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Srimati Radharani, but um, <laughs> it's like, you know, they're all the best. Uh, yeah, they're all the greatest. Once we were in um, Srila Prabhupada's room in Calcutta, and uh, Achutananda Prabhu had met the, the landlord of our place in Calcutta. We still have that same place, Three Albert Road. And um, so the landlord had his own theory about Radha and Krishna and uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And he, he told the Trujananda that, that first Chaitanya Mahaprabhu existed and then Radha and Krishna came from him and he also said that, that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is greater than Radha and Krishna, just like uh, Rasagula is, 
greater than uh, milk and sugar. So Achyutananda asked Srila Prabhupada, you know, what is the position? So, you know, he said that Radha and Krishna come first. The same example that first the milk and sugar exist and then they combine to become Rasagula. And then, um, and then Achyutananda asked, then who is, who is the greatest? And Srila Prabhupada paused. And then he looked at a, uh, one of the pictures on the wall in his room. And he said, Srimati Radharani. Srimati Radharani is the greatest. Because in that picture, uh, Srimati Radharani was in Man. Uh, which is uh, <laughs> was translated in the verses that we just read as like in sulky mood of anger, um, and and Krishna is sort of like kneeling to to ask her to give up her man. So he said, "Shrimati Radharani is the greatest," and then he said. Nanda Maharaj is the greatest because there is also a picture of Krishna uh, carrying Nanda Maharaj's slippers on his head. And then he said, Nanda Maharaj is the greatest. And then he said, you know, the, the, the devotees are the greatest. So, um, Yeah, they're all the greatest. I mean, we're we're speci specifically in the mood to glorify Mother Yashoda here. So, yeah, so she's the greatest. But Srimadhi Radharani is actually the greatest. But so is Mother Yashoda. <laughs> Any other questions or comments? Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam. We we, 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 do, we all don't have the opportunity to meet Prabhupada. We did not have the opportunity to see him, but we had the close uh, uh, association with him. Tell, tell us at least one of your sweetest memory, what you had uh, when you were associating with uh, Prabhupada. Of course, every moment was great, but the moment which you remember most, well, the one that comes to mind, I mean, which has more personal significance, uh, Srila Prabhupada had a very uh, dear friend named Bogila Patel, who was actually three years older than Srila Prabhupada. And uh, he was extremely pious. Uh, the first devotee who met him, when he, when he told uh, Seth Bogilal what Srila Prabhupada had done, so Seth Bogilal was he was just weeping profuse tears of joy and appreciation. Um, 
So at one stage, Bogilal Patel came to Juhu to meet Srila Prabhupada. And, you know, I was uh, like uh, close to him, so I received him and I brought him up to Srila Prabhupada's quarters at the back of Hare Krishna land. And I, I was there while they were conversing. And it's sort of natural that um, when two people are conversing, you, you look at the person who's speaking. So when Bogila Patel was speaking, I was looking at him. And when Srila Prabhupada was speaking, I was looking at him. And then when it went back to Bogila Patel speaking, then I looked at him. And when it went back to Srila Prabhupada speaking, I looked at him. But at a certain stage, when Bogila Patel was speaking, I, I didn't stay f focused on looking at him, but I, I, I looked at Srila Prabhupada. And Srila Prabhupada was looking at me with so much love and affection, I couldn't believe it. Um, but when he saw that I was looking at him, he became very reserved and grave and sort of uh, hid that, uh, <laughs> that uh, affectionate look that he had when I, before I turned to see him. So, um, of course, Srila Prabhupada always expressed his affection for us by teaching us about Krishna consciousness, engaging us in devotional service. He, he showed his love and care for us in many ways. But yeah, I, I'll never forget the uh, expression on his face when, uh, I, when I looked at him when he wasn't expecting it. So, Hare Krishna. <laughs> Hare Krishna, thank you, my friends. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Guru Maharaj, we're so happy that we're getting our darshan on Diwali. Wish you a very, very happy Diwali. Thank you. Nice to see you two sisters together. Yes. <laughs> Is that all you wanted to say, or is there something else? That's it. It's okay. <laughs> no, yes, Maharaj, we wanted to wish you a very happy Diwali. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Any other questions or comments? Maharaj, we have uh, one more question from uh, from Charles. All right. Is it better? Is it better to emulate one of these human relationships? Wait, is, Charles, is Charles on the Zoom call? He is. Uh, Charles, would you like to ask your question directly? 
I would prefer it. Okay. All right. Uh, um, the question was, was it better to emulate one of those human relationships? Um, Charles, can we see you on camera? Uh, I, don't, I just got a new phone. Let me figure out how this works. Uh, all right, there we go. <clears throat> okay. All right. Okay. So, is it better to emulate one of those relationships or to focus on the relationship that I have with Krishna that occurs naturally? Um, and the second part of the question was, or I, I phrased it as a question, but I guess the statement was that I feel like I'm better at being a servant than I am at being a friend or any of those other human relationships. Like that's more like the mode of being that I am. So that's the, you know, it's still a more personal relationship than it was in my spirituality when I was like a Christian where it's completely subservient and it's sort of this amoebas thing that's out there. It's still more personal than that. But like, I guess the being a servant thing comes more naturally to me. Um, than those other relationships that I kind of struggle with in real life. So I would assume that I would stick with what works or is that something that would be important to my spiritual development that I should try to focus on these other um, frames for the relationship that I have with the Lord? Hmm. No, our, our basic relationship is servant. Jive Sarupai, Krishna, Nikidas. And we... We act as servant as far as our eternal relationship with Krishna in the spiritual world. That will be revealed at an advanced stage of devotional service. And it's not something that we need to uh, think about now but we just execute the processes of devotional service, especially those five most potent items, as I mentioned, and just whatever Srila Prabhupada uh, gave us as, as our spiritual practice. And, you know, gradually when the time comes our specific eternal relationship with Krishna will be revealed. But we shouldn't think, you know, oh, I think I'd like to be a coward, but oh, no, I think I'd like to be. Uh, no, we just, it, it's there. Nitya Siddha Krishna Prema Sadhya Kabunai, that love for Krishna is eternally established in the heart. And it is revealed or awakened uh, by the uh, process of chanting and hearing in the association of devotees. So I think you're doing fine thinking of yourself as a servant. Yeah, we should all think of ourselves as servants. And the different relationships are hierarchical. In other words, um, okay, in Dasya Ras, we have uh, servanthood, 
And then in, in Sakiras, we have servanthood with, um, you know, say friendliness. And then in uh, Vatsayaras, in parental relationship, there's a, a servanthood and friendship and that feeling of uh, nourishing, protecting and nourishing. And in Madhuryaras, there's all four of those, plus, plus the special feature of Madhuryaras. So that sense of servitorship never leaves us, you know, even if we become a gopi. That's that's always there. That's that's uh, basic in all the relationships. So yeah, stay stay with it. Stay with it, and the other things, you know, will gradually be added when you uh, come to that mature stage of devotional service. Thank you. That was a good question. I'm glad you asked it. Thank you. Thank you for the answer. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. <clears throat> Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Dandar Pranam Maharaj. Hi. Um, I had a quick question. Like you mentioned that... Uh, Yoga Maya covers um, uh, even Yashodama and even Krishna. So when yeah. he's crying and he's fearful, it is in truth. But it must be that Krishna has um, ordered Yoga Maya to do so. Would that be correct to say? Oh, yes. Yoga Maya is Krishna's energy. So she's serving okay. Krishna. Okay. Uh, but her service is in part, is to make Krishna forget that he's God. <laughs> because if he, if he was conscious that he was God, he, he, you know, he wouldn't be afraid of Mother Yashoda. And if, if he was conscious that he was God, she couldn't be, she couldn't uh, play his affectionate mother. So yeah, in Vrindavan, yoga maya is uh, essential to the relationships. Okay, thank you, Maharaj. Yeah, in the section from Chaitanya Charitamita that I was reading, I didn't read all of it, but uh, Krishna does mention yoga maya in relation to his... Uh, to his girlfriends. Um, yeah, this is Adi Lila chapter four, text 29. Mavishaye gopi ganera upapati bhave Yoga Maya Kari Beka Apana Prabhave. Translation The influence of Yoga Maya will inspire the gopis with the sentiment that I am their paramour. 
purport by Srila Prabhupada. Yoga Maya is the name of the internal potency that makes the Lord forget himself and become an object of love for his pure devotee in different transcendental mellows. This yoga maya potency creates a spiritual sentiment in the minds of the damsels of Raja by which they think of Lord Krishna as their paramour. So, um, and then the next verse. Amihana jani taha na jane gopi gana dunhara rupa gune dunhara nitya hare mana. Neither the gopis nor I shall notice this, for our minds will always be entranced by one another's beauty and qualities. Thank you, Gunaj. Hare Krishna. I mean, um, you know, in the Bhagavad Gita, Krishna says, Madrasmitir Gyanama Pohanam Cha, for me come remembrance, knowledge, and forgetfulness. So, of course, the influence of yoga maya is in a different category. But um, once I came into Srila Prabhupada's room in Juhu, at the back of Hare Krishna land, and he was pondering, you know, what had happened in the history there. And um, we had a lawyer named Diwanji, who, he was our lawyer. He was supposed to be our lawyer, but he was actually in cahoots with Mr. Nair. So yeah, I came into Srila Prabhupada's room. He was like reflecting on the history and he, he said, uh, I just couldn't, un yeah. I thought that Diwanji was our friend. I just couldn't understand that he was in cahoots with Nair. And then he said, or maybe Krishna didn't want me to understand. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, when, yeah, once Srila Prabhupada told me that if, if you just study Lord Chaitanya as a devotee, not considering that he's the Supreme Personality of Godhead, you'll become liberated, something like that. Um, and I, I think that's true of Srila Prabhupada also. If we just study Srila Prabhupada without considering what is eternal inner identity is, 
which we don't even really know, but we can get, uh, you know, tr tremendous benefit. Are there any other questions or comments? Hare Krishna Maharaj, I do have a question. Okay. Since we are talking about uh, Yoga Maya, uh, so um, I'm confused between the relationship uh, uh, Subhadra, Mahamaya, and Yoga Maya. So where, oh, what is their role, each one of them? I understand Mahamaya, I understand Yoga Maya, but Subhadra is like... Uh, says it's the spiritual form of yoga maya or I have that confusion. Yeah, I it's it's said that Subhadra is is um yoga maya. But um but basically Subhadra is outside of Vrindavan. She's in Dwarka. And there's another yoga maya in Vrindavan, and that is Purnamasi, who plays the part of, of an elderly Brahmani in Vrindavan. And um, she is the mother, in terms of Leela, uh, she's the mother of of uh, Sandipani Muni, who was Krishna's teacher in the Gurukul. But uh, Purnamasi is also considered to be Yoga Maya in Vrindavan. Yeah, all these energies are people. I mean, they have personified forms. Everything is personal. Krishna consciousness. Yeah. Thank you, Maharaj. Hare Krishna. Thank you for asking. Any other questions or comments? Hare Krishna Maharaji. I had one question. I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you so much for everything. I'm Dandwat Pranam. I wanted to ask you that uh, subconsciously when I'm in trouble or anything, I can think of Krishna, but uh, I'm naturally not able to think of Radharani, which I, I think I should. But uh, is it, I just wanted to ask that, do I need, do we need to like consistently try to develop the same love for Radharani? Or is it something that comes naturally when you develop at the later stage, it comes naturally? Yeah, it will come naturally. I mean, you, you, you know, you're, you're thinking of Krishna, that's good. You're thinking of Krishna when you're in difficulty, that's good. Anytime, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, Vishaka Priya. Actually, Guru Maharaj, the, the question of Susmita uh, made me realize that's what that's the kind of question I, I was wanted to ask regarding the position of uh, yoga, um, 
Mother Yashoda and Srimati Radharani. Srimati Radharani is the Radini Shakti. And I was wondering, so in, what is the position of... Uh, is, is, is Mother Yashoda an expansion of the... I didn't read the whole purport to this important verse. You know, virincho nabavo apyanga samshraya prasadam Neither Lord Brahma, nor Lord Shiva, nor even the goddess of fortune, who is always the better half of the Supreme Lord, can obtain from the Supreme Personality of Godhead the deliverer from the material world. Such mercy is received by Mother Yashoda. And at the end of the purport, uh, Srila Prabhupada says that Well, he's commenting on, on, on the word vimuktidat in, in, in the verse. And he says there are different types of liberation, such as sayujya, salokya, samrupyas, sharsti, and samipya. But vimukti means special mukti. When after liberation, one is situated on the platform of prema bhakti, one is said to have achieved vimukti, special mercy. That exalted platform of prema is described by Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu as prema pumartho mahan. And Mother Yashoda naturally acts in such an exalted position in loving affairs. She is therefore a nitya siddha devotee, an expansion of Krishna's ladini potency. Mm his potency to enjoy transcendental bliss through expansions who are special devotees. Ananda Chinmaya Rasa Pratibhavitabhi. So there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Jai Gurudev, thank you very much. So if there are no more questions, we can conclude now by offering Vaishnav Pranam. Um, let us offer our respectful obeisances unto all the Vaishnav devotees of the Lord. We're just like desire trees who can fulfill the desires of everyone and are full of compassion for the fallen conditioned souls. Panchakalpa Truvyascha Kripa Sindhu Bevacha Nantakoti Vaishnavindakija. So Winston, have we uh, shall we um, move on to our other services now?
Yes, I think that concludes our program for tonight. Thank you so much, Maharaj, for, for your association. Um, and thank you, everyone, for, for joining us tonight. Yes, thank you all for joining. Thank you, Guru Maharaj.